Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, August 19th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Project Highlight, Cadena Bulls Arcade, hosted by Cameron Bright. Let's take a listen. Hello, hello. What's up, Cameron? What is up, bro? Yeah, not too much. Not too much. We're off to a good start. I, I started it and it instantly rubbed me. My like Twitter just like <laughs> shut down and I was like, nice, off to a good start. <laughs> but yeah, um, just a heads up, my, my apartment, we're moving out and apparently they're going to be showing it. I don't know how many times, but over the next few hours. Oh, nice. So um yeah i'll I'll talk and do my (laughs) yeah i'll talk and do my own damn thing but yeah i might just have to mute myself for a second while i let people in (laughs) yeah but yeah yeah. um anyways yeah no how's your guys' day going and everything so far good good just game planning for ido Uh, yeah the the project formerly known as cadenables (laughs) uh how are you cameron how's everything with you Oh yeah, you know, as I said, just dealing with a bit of an impromptu move. So, although it's it's for the better. So, yeah, no, just uh, dealing with that, and then also trying to get my own project going and everything. But uh, you know, yeah, well, that's not for uh, for this conversation. But no, <laughs> wait, no, wait, waiting on waiting on art, that. waiting on art right now, waiting on art. Fucking, uh, we finally found like a, a hopeful artist um, that you know can do pretty much everything we need as far as like graphics and blah blah blah. So, so yeah, it'd be nice to lock that down finally and f- be able to show people some shit, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, definitely. <clears throat> Shout out to Wind Films. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Helen wants to come up. We might as well bring Husky up. (laughs) I've seen hashtag film three kind of turning into different (laughs) projects here and there. Yeah, well, there's quite a few out there, and that's the thing. Like, what we're trying to do, you know, with the studio or whatever, the idea as far as being an incubator and a launch pad, at least, I don't like no one's no one's really doing it like i've been looking around and i've been trying to find our competition and there's definitely people out there starting studios and so on but they're just not thinking about it the way we are and especially as far as like you know a lot of it comes from they just want to fund projects you know like like movies and and shows which i understand and that's fine because you know obviously our crypto world is very good for crowdfunding and then you know and funding projects you know especially indie projects that might not normally get said funding but right you know it's it's just like they're all just kind of doing their own projects and their own personal projects and some of the projects are just kind of like hilarious you know it's like 
they're launched, like they're doing a studio, but their first project is a documentary about a guy flying around the world. And it's like, why? Like, what is that <laughs> going to do for your company? You know, it's like, yeah. all right. But I feel like they're also just not utilizing really what like web three can offer, which is kind of like limitless right now, especially, you know, we're going to hope to do it better than everybody else and be first, you know? And so that's what our hope is, you know, and really showcase what, you know, NFTs, you know, like yourselves, like P2E games and, and so on can bring to things like comic books and stuff, right? You bring comic book, now you have a web series. Now you have a P2E game. Now you've got your own fucking, you know, uh, whatever I'm trying to say right now, uh, 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 empire, you know, you've basically got your own empire built off one comic book, you know, like Marvel and shit. Right. So it's like, you know, there's plenty you can do via NFTs, you know? So, uh, yeah, long story short, that's what we're going to be trying to do, but yeah. (laughs) When are now? (laughs) Yeah. Right. The only model I've seen so far that kind of, uh, mirrors that is Mila Kunis's project. I forgot what it's Stoner Cats, I think is what it's called. And they have their own NFTs collection. And if you own the NFT, you have a, you're basically in the writer's room with them. Yeah. It's Stoner Cats, I believe. From, um, yeah. 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 I mean, that's, but yeah. As well, it's one of those things where I think they're just do, I've looked into Stoner Cats and it's that's the thing is like you're in the writer's room, but for the like animated series, it's called Stoner Cats, right? So it's going to have its own niche, right? Like, do people like them, they should be trying to do what I'm doing, where it's like they have the outreach, they would have people climbing over everybody to try and work with them, but they're like, you know, now we just kind of want to do our own animated series right i'm just kind of like nah man let's do this big let's do this proper and let's fucking go for it you know i mean it's like because this you know properly done can disrupt like you know disrupt the whole industry and one of the most major industries in the world right which is entertainment so you know yeah you know i feel you it's gonna be a an interesting ride (laughs) i'm looking forward to it Looking forward to the next episode, yeah. the artwork. Yeah, we any, came up with some cool ideas. We came up with some cool ideas. And that's the thing. We're going to probably try and, you know, at least market and launch like our, you know, we originally were going to do a ghost show, which now our ghost show is going to be one of our kind of like, you know, like in-house productions. So our partnered with, you know, we'll do the studio and then we're trying to line up a couple projects right off the jump that we'll start working with. Right. Um, so the ghost hunting one is one of them, but that was the thing. Like at first I just kind of like, I didn't really have a great idea for it. I was just kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm calling them the studio executive NFTs or whatever. So let's just have like a figure, uh, you know, a monkey, a whale, whatever, sitting at a desk and we'll do cool desks. And, And that's the thing is these are more like, you know, your past kind of, right. That's your like the studio one, I should say, you know, to be clear, but yeah. So 
I, you know, yet again, it's not necessarily about the art, but what we ended up kind of coming up with is where he's going to be trying to do, you know, the base is probably going to be more like a token style. He's actually going to be doing 3D ones. He's got, he does really cool 3D ones with, with this other company that I know of. And so it's basically going to be sitting on a pedestal sort of, you know, spinning and it'll be like a film spool is what we're thinking. Um, and that for like branding purposes and everything, we'll keep it nice and easy because we can turn it into, you know, like the Twitter profile pic, whatever, but it's not necessarily about rarity, which I don't want these ones to be about rarity anyways. If anything, what we might do is do like the top four or top five most popular film genres or styles. So like horror, comedy, action, uh, uh, romance, I don't know, fucking whatever, right? Whatever we come up with, you know, consensus base is either four or five. And then if we do, you know, a thousand, we'll just launch literally like 200 of each of the five. And our like holder tiers will be just based off having up to five of them. And so if you want, you can get each and every one of them, which will then, you know, have their own benefits or whatever, sort of like chats and stuff, nothing too crazy. But again, like, yeah, I don't know. Fuck. I can ramble. We're not here to talk about that. It's easy to get it out of me. I'm like, no, 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 no. But yeah. So yeah. Anyways, six year road plan. We kind of have like a similar. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so anyways, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, um, I guess I should, I guess we don't have too, too many people in here. I should probably uh, tweet it out. I meant to, of course, tweet it yesterday, but I failed on that. I ended up going out for a couple bevies and forgot. So apologies on that. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll get started as far as what we're here to talk about today. So everyone, we're here to talk about Arcade, or uh, better known as the Kadena Bulls as well, um, who are going to be launching uh, their Arcade IDO coming up pretty quick. And I actually just uh, breezed through the uh, the your guys' white paper for Arcade, and yeah, it's a uh, pretty exciting so why don't you guys go ahead and first you know introduce yourselves for people who might listen in and may not know and and yeah we'll go from there yeah so we are previously the cadenables uh we changed up our twitter name i think a few weeks ago and rebranded to the arcade because it kind of fits our our business model and what we're building more uh we're gamified nft platform is what we like to call ourselves so we're bringing retro gaming to the world of web3 right and that's where the token fits into this uh we are launching on kd launch they've been a great partner from day one registration is on the 29th and it kind of similar to your story with uh one films and what you're building there with you know the ghosts and the nfts it we started off as an NFT. We were celebrating the nostalgic films, TV shows, games of the 80s and 90s. And we just began to scale and expand on our, our ideas together. Uh, me, Patrick, and Norris are all friends. Uh, we grew up together. We grew up playing games together. And it started off as a way to win a whitelist spot for our initial collection launch. 
through arcade gaming. And we took that idea and said, hey, let's transition this to the world of Web3. Let's bring in a play and earn model where you're not only earning a whitelist spot, but you can earn an actual token. And you can, you know, trade this token on a marketplace. You can use it to mint an NFT on our launch pad. Or you can head over to the coin op and maybe wager it, try to double your arcade tokens through like coin flip, right? Uh, so it was a very, very natural and seamless progression from just an NFT collection to this arcade where you could play, you know, classic games like Snake, Tetris, Pong, uh, and initially earn a whitelist spot. And in the future, hopefully within a month or so, earn some arcade and earn some re- rewards, right? And then um we uh are also launching our own uh pde side scroller so super bowl if you guys go to our uh page it's pinned on top of the profile there i can actually pin it to the spaces here Uh, yeah i was gonna say yeah there we go uh so yeah that's our first trailer first iteration we're gonna expand on it add new enemies new playable characters new levels uh and you'll be able to earn stars by playing super bowl and you know competing or completing different challenges right Uh, unlocking new levels and then taking those stars and swapping them for arcade or you know going to the marketplace swapping them for something else right whether it's like an attribute or a trait you want to add to your bowl in game or whatever playable character there may be in the future hint hint wink wink <laughs> uh so yeah that's kind of the skinny on what the arcade is the token launches uh registration begins on the 29th you do have to kyc through kdl so um if you're in a country that does not allow kyc or does not allow ido participation such as us in the u.s and the states here and i think in canada as well Unfortunately, you aren't allowed to KYC, then um, you won't be able to participate. But we're hoping TGE is not too uh, far after IDO, and we will be tradable on DEXs, KDSwap, CADEX. That's the plan. So if you do want to get your hands on Arcade, and we will also be planning uh, airdrops for our NFT holders. So we do have the 80s bulls in the marketplace right now. With uh, We are going to announce a, our next NFT integration in the marketplace soon here, actually. We'll be on the lookout for that. I think we hinted at it in some previous calls, but haven't made the full announcement yet. So we're going to be integrating all of the NFTs on our launchpad currently soon. Uh, I would say within the next few weeks here. So Komodo's lazy apes and punks will all be tradable on the arcade marketplace as well as a couple more projects uh so be on the lookout for that and if you are trying to snag an 80s bowl and get a piece of those airdrops now's the time and if you do want oh i, I can't believe i almost forgot this if you want a guaranteed whitelist spot for the ido if you have 10 plus bowls by the 24th you are guaranteed a whitelist spot. So the floor is, at, I think, 10 KDA right now. So if you have like eight or nine bulls, you're on that, you're on that, you know, line of 10, go snag yourself one more. And by the 24th, if you have 10 bulls in your wallet, um, we're going to collect that. We're going to take a snapshot and we're going to give a whitelist voucher to all of those addresses. So that's really exciting. That was our most recent announcement. Uh, and all of these questions are answered in the fact that we just posted. 
Uh, I can pin that tweet too for people. Ease of use here. Uh, one sec. There we go. Uh, and then we have the white paper that kind of explains this a lot better than I can in like three minutes on a spaces call. <laughs> Yeah, no worries. Um, to touch on the uh, the whitelist, at least, uh, and I guess a bit of the IDO, do you know how much specifically as far as allocation that a whitelist is worth uh, to buy as far as like KDA or I, I don't I've, I, Of course, I, I sadly have never been able to partake in an IDO on uh, yeah, uh, yeah. AD launch. So uh, do you guys know <laughs> kind of what, uh, at least for that whitelist, what people are going to be able to buy with it? Yeah, it'll be 200k allocation per whitelist, and public allocation will be 350k DA. Nice. So that is not too bad at all. Yeah, and I would say, like, I mean, that's the thing. As of right now, 10 bulls, I believe the floor price right now is 10 Kadena. So you're only spending, you know, what, 100 to like 150 Kadena maybe uh, for the 10 bulls. And uh, and you're getting, you know, 300 some odd worth or whatever. 200, sorry, you said 200 something, I think you said. Yeah, 200 KDA. The reason we implemented this is we really, really wanted to reward our longtime supporters. So we know there are people in our community that have been around since day one. And when we minted out in June, we had multiple addresses mint 10, 15, 20 plus bulls, right? So we really wanted to reward them. We're not advising anyone to go and buy 10 bulls just off the bat right now. Unless they really, really want a whitelist spot, go ahead, feel free. (laughs) Not financial advice, obviously. But the reason we implemented it was really just to reward our long-term community members that have been supporting us since day one. I'm sure anyone can work out a banging deal with C-Rob. <laughs> yeah, man. C-Rob's got, I think he's got like 95 bulls now. That guy is such a savvy, savvy investor. Very savvy. Yeah. You know, I think he sold his one-of-one legendary Ninja Turtle for like, was it 2,500 KDA? Oh, so he did have that one. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Someone bought it. That's for sure. I was like, there, damn. There are 15 one of ones. He minted 120 bulls. He got three of the one of ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember being like, holy buddy. I was like, well, there you go. Yeah. I was like, hey, at least we, I was like, hey, at least we know we have some NFT whales on, uh, on yeah. Kadena. Yeah. <laughs> uh, while we're on the topic of Sira, we are we are working with him right now to to help him with some of his ideas. So just like a little hint at some some alpha there. Um, oh, some major alpha. Yeah. So look out <laughs> for something there. I mean, it's hinted it's hinted on Twitter as well. Uh, if anyone wants to go, you know, dig through the bushes for for that alpha. Uh, but yeah, Sira was a great like that's he's he's kind of what who we had. I mean, he's U.S. based, so he can't. Uh, participate in IDO unless he has like an overseas buddy. Um, but he's who's who we, who we had in mind when we were coming up with that whitelist allocation for holders, right? Because we really, really want to like give back to the community. And that's as well, like we're doing the airdrop of Arcade to holders. We haven't announced amounts or, you know, allocations for that yet. We will post IDO. And then for uh, IDO participants of I think it's if you allocate 50 KDA to the IDO, you'll get airdropped a special edition rubber hose style bowl. Um, so that's another way we want to reward 
you know, all of our community members that have been supporting us. Do you want to explain what style of art that is for those of us who had? To oh yeah, like yeah. Myself? I, I, my bad. <laughs> it's like a cuphead, um, like the '30s style cartoons. You know that black and white. Uh, what's another cartoon from the '30s that I can use as a reference point? Cuphead's the most popular one. It's a lot oh, like, like, but like like Popeye almost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Popeye's another great one. Yeah, so like a Popeye style bowl. Uh, it's gonna be black and white, like, like old that, Mickey that, Mouse. Old exactly, Mickey Mouse. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's gonna have that like grainy TV aspect to it as well. So uh, and we feel like we want to pay homage to like you know the the true cartoons that like paved the way for all of our favorite cartoons from like the nineties and the two thousands. See Rob's ears must be burning. He's, he's here. He showed up. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, I, I, did I miss anything, Patrick? Norris, anything that I didn't touch on? No, I, I think you covered most things that I could think of. Again, like these things are all freestyle, so it's like there's no script. So if we miss anything, feel free to ask us any questions. But from what you kind of covered, I think you touched it all like beautifully. So good job. Thank you. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess if I could ask a question more so into your uh, the launch pad side of things that you mentioned in uh, the white paper, are you guys looking to keep that necessarily with um, you know uh, what am I trying to say here? Just NFT projects and such, or are you guys trying to also expand on you know your game development and possibly get into developing you know other gaming projects uh, for the arcade and so on? Or what are you guys uh, you know thinking that you're going to partake in for the launch yeah. kind of things? You want to take that, Patrick? Uh, I'll touch on it and you can take over and Norris can hop in if he wants. We can all just kind of like jump off one another and just kind of go from there. Um, so yeah, the launch pad kind of like what you were mentioning earlier with uh, like your project is there's just so many different ideas and things. And we just sat down and found a way to kind of like have each one of our ideas plus kind of what the community needs. So like everything had an, had an offer of utility in the ecosystem. We were like, let's do our launch pad because we can. We've been through it. We understand the process. But um, something that we have mentioned in other calls as well is we like to use the launch pad as kind of like a way to give other projects some utility and use case. So all the projects that are launching on our launch pad currently, we're going to include them in our game that we're developing at the moment. We onboarded a game dev onto our team that we've been working on. So if you launch a project with us, whether it's an Easter egg, a villain, a playable character, we're essentially working out something where we can kind of incorporate you into our game. And maybe it kind of throws you an alley-oop to figure out, you know, maybe you don't like gaming, but your community likes to see it in there. So maybe it sets you up for another NFT launch. Maybe you like the industry and it's something to work off of. Maybe the community wants you to do a standalone game. The, the, the possibilities are kind of endless with that. So for us, we're like, the launch pad kind of allows us to, enable and help other projects but we're also adding into our game to add that that aspect of utility and that's kind of like the initial idea with the launch pad so um i'll let Cody kind of take it from there but to answer your question yeah i'd say yes um if these guys want to expand on that further yeah no you covered it really well i mean it's a win-win situation right we give people that have very very creative ideas a place to launch their project we help the cadena ecosystem grow and in turn, we also work with them 
to potentially integrate them into the arcade, whether it's their own game or whether it's within Super Bowl or a next iteration of Super Bowl. So we've had conversations with the projects currently on our launchpad about that, and they all love the idea. Um, and that's kind of like we're mirroring after a real life arcade, right? Where you can walk in and there's a plethora of games you can play, you know, sports related games, point and shoot games, puzzle games. Uh, you aren't just pigeonholed into playing one single side scroller game, right? That's not how an arcade works. <laughs> uh, so that's the idea we had, and the launch pad definitely helps us to achieve that goal of being a diversified gamified platform. Wow, that was that rolled off the tongue. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, uh, yeah. Crazy. And, um, I was gonna mention something as well. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Just to like kind of footnote it here. These are all very, very early stage ideas, right? Right now, we're really, really focused on Super Bowl and making sure it's like a bulletproof game. Uh, there's no exploits because when you introduce the earning aspect, you're also uh, inviting a lot of bad actors, right? That are looking to either drain your treasury, break your game, find a way to exploit it anyway, because the once, you know, real money is involved, it's going to attract these kinds of people so we're going to have like a full auditing process we're going to have beta testers from our community as well as a third party just to make sure everything is uh you know all of our i's are dotted t's are crossed uh and then after that and after we release super bowl we're going to begin to really really hone in on how we can integrate these other projects as well Yep. And just to add to that as well, that's not to say that none of these projects or individuals that we work with don't have like major ideas of their own or have no utility. It's just something that we think is an added benefit to both sides. It's like a win-win on both sides. It helps us, it helps them. And at the end of the day, it just increases that brand presence and makes everything kind of like a bit more whole. You know, that's why some of the biggest companies, they market in the most wild ways you'll ever see. And it's kind of the same concept with that. So big shout out to all the projects that we've onboarded and are currently onboarding um, them coming into the game. Doesn't mean that we're, they have nothing at all to offer. It's just kind of like a, it's like a thank you for us. And as well as a fun way to get other people involved and offer some incentive on our end too. Did we lose you Cameron? If someone. Oh no, I'm here. No, you're good. I just <laughs> didn't know if, uh, if anyone else was going to pop in, but yeah, no, uh, I was just thinking about, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was just thinking about it too though. And I was like, man, I always, I always say these things and, and I never know if anyone's going to get on them, but boss NFTs would be pretty cool. You know, it's like, <laughs> I bet exactly. C-Rob would totally be all over the, C-Rob would be all over the first Bowser bull NFT. <laughs> Who, yeah, who's to yeah. say C-Rob won't be the first boss? Who's the, who, who knows? Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> but no, I think like, it is. I think it's pretty awesome what you guys obviously, again, kind of what we do, you know, what I was talking about, about really just, you know, being able to utilize what NFTs and everything bring to the gaming world, you know, which I'm like myself, it's a whole different ball game. I'm a FIFA player though. And it's like, you know, I look at how much money people spend on FIFA and EA. Hey man, and EA, 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 but... it took years of my life. 
Uh, yeah. So, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, the, the, I, I only learned how to trade grind like two years ago. And I just I thought about when I had money and I was like, how much fucking money did I spend on this goddamn game oh, when I oh, and got nothing for it when I just learned how to make like a million in a day? And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like <laughs> such a fool. But yeah, oh. anyways, <laughs> but long story short. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's just one of those things where i see that game model you know like the pack model whatever you know and obviously all of that can easily be done well no i shouldn't say easily be done there's i'm sure plenty of stuff that i know nothing about but but um but in my mind it's like why not make video games able to not only benefit the company but also benefit the player you know as well not only you know projects and stuff right it's just like if the company can make money and the players make money, well, then that's, I believe, a perfect system where like <laughs> you're clearly going to have yeah. your players spending most of their money on the game so they can make more money and then they'll spend more money on your yeah, game. Yeah. So like, what's wrong with this? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, I mean, people have already found a way to do that with whether it's like selling their character in Diablo 2 or... Uh, flipping their team in Ultimate Team FIFA, you know? Uh, yeah. People have found ways of taking these in-game economies that trade in, you know, in-game tokens, whether it's like, I forgot the name of the Fortnite token that they use, or Call of Duty has its own token. Um, like a Battle Pass model, right? Where they unlock, like, new cosmetics, new weapons, uh, and they really just like basically build the best build possible in game and then they find a way to flip it whether it's on like ebay or uh a forum right uh we had a call with sefi on monday and he said i forgot at everquest right he he had this character that he built in everquest and it was sold on ebay for like the record price for like a gaming character you know people have been doing it for decades so why not just actually reward them <laughs> for you know being savvy savvy traders and savvy builders uh in game because it's a win-win because the more that they invest into the game um the more you know the player base grows uh the more interest you get um and just it it adds to that replayability factor right which is huge in gaming you don't want to play a game that ends and you don't want to replay like uh, that's not a fun game that's not a well-built game like, you want, i don't know you if want. You, yeah <laughs> sorry sorry to cut you off. i was gonna say i don't know if you've heard about star citizen but you want to talk about investing in a video game <laughs> like, i think someone mentioned star citizen but no i've never played it Oh, no, I would never want to play it because as far as I know, you have to spend like minimum of a few hundred dollars. And it's like it's insane. When it first came out, they were pre-selling their ships for like real $10,000 to like $50,000 and stuff like that. And there's like there's no pay to win anything or pay to earn or like, it's just a game. And it's just like, I'm like, what yeah, are you yeah. doing? Like, <laughs> I'm like, what? But yeah, I mean, I think they've dropped the prices now. Entry level's a bit less now, but yeah, it was like, man, that is early, early adopter, especially for a video game. It's like, no way. Yeah. Man. <laughs> that, uh, 
that's like a Diablo Immortal. They what they're doing now, it's free to play, and then like to gear a character, it's like close to like a hundred and ten thousand dollars if you want to like go like super end game and have all the top stuff. And that's a new mobile slash like PC game they just released in the last few months. And then even with like Lost Ark and stuff that came out a few like I want to say like six seven months ago free game but they make all their money and they do all that stuff through like the battle pass model where you can buy different packages like the founders pack the platinum pack all that and all that stuff has made them like hundreds of million dollars just off of like free-to-play game with like all this in-game content that is just like you pretty much have to pay to like have a chance in the game you know it's it's an insane model but it's just the name of the uh the it's time play to win it's yeah a, or pay, uh, pay to win pay to win model right and that's the the drawback of introducing um, in-game mechanics and in-game like items that boost, you know, either your character, whether it's like melee power or inc- like increases um, the stability of your gun. If it's like Call of Duty, you know, uh, so that's another thing where all of our in-game assets are going to be cosmetic, strictly cosmetic, because the balancing act that is um prevalent in a lot of these games uh is a very very hard thing to do right you know you have like updates on the weekly to keep a game balanced and even then there's always a meta that people are chasing it's either one or two guns or one or two items that set you apart from the rest and if you don't have those then it's not fun to play because you're getting destroyed (laughs) There's no way for you to compete. Uh, so it's that, like, to avoid that pay-to-win model, keeping it strictly cosmetic is very, very important. Yeah, yeah, the whole model's pretty crazy for sure. I don't, I don't know if anybody else watches South Park, but they did one of the best jobs explaining the, the, the pay-to-win <laughs> model. Oh, man, the Prince of Canada, you know? But yeah, anyways, um, but no, yeah, and it's, uh, it's interesting, you know, it is, uh, it's a crazy thing to see what's happened to a lot of these companies, you know? It's like, I, like I you know, you had mentioned EverQuest and I used to play World of Warcraft and it's funny to see what's even happened with that game, you know, it's like they caught themselves in that same thing, you know, it's like now they've just, you know, they've basically killed their own game and now they have to like bypass everyone from level zero all the way through to level 60 and hope that they start spending money on cosmetics and it's like, but then the the end game, the OG end game you can't even get into because you've got all these old school people that like they want to be there first so they're not bringing the new guy and if you don't know how to play your character because you literally went from zero level to max level overnight by buying like a ten dollar token then like you, you know you can't pvp you can't pve and now you're like, why the fuck am I playing this game? And you leave and you're like, oh, and it's almost like they're like, thanks for the $40. And you're like 48 <laughs> hours of gameplay. Hopefully another sucker comes by, you know, and it's like, yeah. it's like nice game, guys, you know? <laughs> yep. It's like the world of microtransactions. It's like on the surface, oh, this game's free to download. It's free to play. And then you enter the game and you realize I can't compete. And I can't even access most of the content without paying. <laughs> so it's like on the surface, it's advertised as this free to play game. And then when you really, really get into it, 
you know, there's these microtransactions at every single turn to either access new levels or just be competitive, right? So I guess to segue that back into arcade now. Um, so for people, you know, when the arcade, I know you guys are in the pro, not quite yet, I think, but you guys are going to be switching the, I think it's stars or something right now that you're giving people, yeah. but the point, the point system, um, how is that going to work for people that, you know, uh, want to enter the arcade and start playing? Like, do they, are they going to need, you know, arcade or a bowl or is it more, that they will get to take part in arcade and you know the nfts through playing you know the game just kind of thing oh, if, that it'll be right. <laughs> if that makes sense <laughs> yeah can, can you guys hear me well i'm, I'm outside so hopefully the cars are aren't you on too the loud. freeway <laughs> no if it's too loud i'll let you answer it no it's not i'm okay yeah um yeah so we definitely want the game to be played by anyone whether or not they want to earn arcade token or stars or participate in the marketplace we do want anyone to be able to come in and play for free right so currently we have that discord authorization model where you can just go in log in with discord and be able to play so we'll still offer that as a solution um and from there you know if they want to trade in their stars and they have an x wallet they can go ahead and connect that to their account and be able to trade in those stars for arcade and participate in minting in-game assets um, or trading on the marketplace or whatever other Web3 experience that they they want. But the main intention of our game is just to create a really fun game that you want to play regardless of whether or not you earn. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and it is. I've, what's that? Just to show how committed Norris is, he's playing real life Frogger right now. I'm pretty sure he's on freeway dodging cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's I'm hilarious. Testing out the product. Uh-uh. <laughs> he's testing out the product. That's but the, yeah, next, no. next game we're dropping after Super Bowl real life Frogger VR. Earn KDA in the in the real streets. <laughs> you can you can dodge a car, you can dodge a ball. Right. Oh, great! Oh, yeah, sorry to cut you off camera. But yeah, no, no, that's fine. I was gonna say it's it's nice to see though because I have like I've had you know I've seen and had interviews and stuff with other play to earn games that they there is there's a there's a pay gap like they want you to spend you know a hundred dollars for you know three days of making money and it's more of like an ROI based thing, right? So you're buying something that allows you to make 300, you know, you spend a hundred to make 300 and it's like, yeah, I understand those models too, but you want, especially, I think, you know, right now there's that, and I'm, you guys are living it right now. You're trying to make one of these play to earn games in the new side of the industry. And there's that huge gap still, I feel like where, you know, it's like you either play blockchain games or you don't. And there's a very, you know, vast majority of people that still shun it as far as companies and everything. So I guess it's just, you know, like why charge people just to try and bring them to the fold? You know, it's like, we, we need to have the accessibility be for everyone. You know, and then that's how we, you know, sway them over to this world, you know? Yep, yeah. We want it to be a natural transition for people. It's like, we don't want it to, we don't want there to be friction. Like, Oh, what's the what? Like these are for 
newbies, of course, and, and most of our users right now, like they've been in crypto for a while or they, they already have their X wallet set up, but to attract people from either other ecosystems or just outside of Web3 in general, like we do need to create a frictionless experience where it, it doesn't feel like you're really creating a wallet or getting into crypto or having all these questions in the process. It's really just like step one, two, three, or even just step one and then that's it and everything else is taken care of for you. So that that's definitely a priority. Um, but at the same time, like, yes, we do want to open up the doors to anyone who wants to play, but we also want to reward the people who are arcade holders, who are NFT holders, and who are participating in the earning side of things as well. So we'll have tiers, um, which we will, when, when we release the beta, we'll be able to, to uh, have all that in detail and, and very easy to understand as well. Um. And then I guess as well to talk about now more utility for said holders and stuff. There's also the uh, wagering side of things. I think yeah. I should say. <laughs> I was about to say that other word, but yeah, no. Um, but yeah, you know. Uh, but yeah, so you know, just touch on that for maybe people that don't know about it. But like, what uh, you know can you know bull holders, but as well arcade holders look forward to for that. Yes, so we have the wagering side in the coin op. Uh, we initially launched it back in March uh, with KDA. So you could play coin flip or roulette. Coin flip, you could double up your KDA. Uh, roulette, you could 15x your KDA. Uh, and then we took it down, put it under maintenance because we got some legal advising about, you know, wagering with the security token uh, and how that might, you know, cause some issues in the future for our project. So we took it down. It's currently under maintenance, but post IDO, we're going to refine it and polish it and bring it back. And you'll be able to wager with Arcade. Uh, and then all of the Arcade House treasury will be paid out to our bull holders. So uh, let's say there's, it just depends on how many bulls are on the blockchain, right? And that right now there are 1980. Uh, not including the ones that are going to be airdropped, which will also be uh, what's it called? The um, uh, I'm blanking on the word eligible for uh, the uh, treasury percentages. So each one will be of equal percentage for the treasury. So if you own like 10 bulls and it's a 1% uh, stake in the treasury per bull, you have a 10% stake in that uh, coin op treasury, right? So it incentivizes people to play the treasury or play the coin off uh, wager. And then for our arcade holders, the way we wanted to incentivize them is through marketplace activity. So the way that uh, we set it up, this is all in the white paper. Again, if you want to read it and you're sick of hearing my voice. (laughs) Um, So we have fun points. Uh, Every time you transact with our marketplace, you earn a fun point, right? Whether that's minting, a project on the launch pad, buying or selling on the marketplace. Uh, and then each fun point you earn helps to um, increase your stake in the 0.5% of all marketplace transactions. So we will be taking two point, or we currently take 2.5% of marketplace transaction fees. So as the marketplace grows, that treasury will grow. And then 0.5% of that treasury will be paid out to people that lock their arcade uh, and have a certain amount of fun points. So based on 
how much arcade and how much fun, how much arcade you have locked and how much fun points you've accrued, uh, you're the higher your payout. Right. Uh, so we really, really wanted to just incentivize like an active user base. So the more the marketplace grows, the more people trading on the marketplace, the higher the payouts, the same thing goes for the coin op, you know, the more people wagering in the coin op, the higher the payouts on that end for bull holders. Uh, so there's just incentive based rewards across our entire arcade. Um, and it's just a way again, for us to pay back the community for their support, because without like the community driving the marketplace, driving the launch pad, driving the games, there, there's no arcade, right? You, you can't have an empty arcade. <laughs> it's going to go to fun. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that kind of give you the rundown on how that works. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you guys ever thought of, uh, I, I feel like I've probably mentioned it to you guys maybe a long time ago, but have you guys ever thought of doing something like, I know you guys host your own tournaments, but you have more you know readily access to the high scores and so on. Have you guys ever thought of making like a UI or something like that that allows people to create their own tournaments and such? And you oh, could wow. maybe even like yeah, wow. charge, you could charge like an, an admin fee fee or like a setup fee bro did and you get like, access to my github or something or i just have the ideas sometimes man i don't know welcome like, like, to the team cameron oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. That's there are so many ideas that we have to scale this and take this arcade to the level where it's not just uh you know siloed you're playing on your own but it brings in that pvp competitive aspect because that's a really really fun part of gaming um so yeah i mean whether it's leaderboard challenges or you know wagering on the high score and xyz game today or tomorrow uh those are all ideas that we have on our draw our vision board uh but we're really really just focused on like let's get super bowl out uh let's make sure it's really fun game uh let's make sure you know people are enjoying it let's polish the rest of the arcade and then let's really really start scaling and expanding this towards see these challenges these wagering mechanisms these pvp uh mechanisms these mechanics like there's just so many so many uh routes that we can take this arcade and we're thinking like long term we're thinking 10 year year plus vision here you know um so we're really really excited and it's really hard to not to just like spill all the alpha because it's such (laughs) early development uh we don't want to over promise and under deliver obviously yeah since since you asked it uh the short answer is yes um and then the more elaborate answer that we can't really expand on but we'll give you is yeah we've thought about tournaments clans guilds um and a lot of other things too around it so yeah we we're, we're on the same page if you're catching what i'm putting out but yeah 100 percent. yeah no definitely that's awesome yeah and and again it leads back to what i was saying much earlier on you know it's just like really for yourselves obviously you know in due time <laughs> i'm like no where are you guys gonna be in a year but yeah <laughs> no <laughs> but no it's uh it's one of those things where it's just utilizing really like the future and the tools that you guys you know 
can use, right? That I feel like a lot of these companies are just sleeping on, right? So it's, and that's the thing is once I feel like once you start bringing, you know, obviously not only your own community, but again, outside communities can just, you know, spend 10 bucks to set up a casual tournament where they're now giving away stuff to their communities, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's just, it's, you know, it's going to help everyone. One would think, you know? Yeah. I mean, you hit the nail on the head earlier. Like the, the keyword is accessibility, you know, for mass adoption, we, we need to have accessible web through experiences. Um, if we want, the average retail investor to bring their liquidity over to the world of web three. It can't be this complex uh, process where they have to jump through six or seven loopholes just to begin earning or begin playing. Um, So that's like very, very vital for not even just the success of the arcade, but the success of web three gaming right and i think we're slowly slowly getting there um and that's why we're excited we're excited to be here we're excited to be building and uh we can't wait for everyone to see what we have in store yeah nice yeah well, i think it leads back to as well you know the whole like i've even thought about it for certain things right and it's obvious you know it's infrastructure too and just like what people are you know have or what people own right like vr games are all cool and all and the metaverse is dope but yet again like for most people you start talking about vr and they're like what i gotta put a little like headset on and a little <laughs> yeah thing. Right, right you know and it's like that's like a thousand bucks right there like i don't even want to bother and it's just like yeah. you know Oh, I got to so buy even, that, and then I got to yeah. out my living room to make sure I don't yeah. save anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's even you know, it's like I was I I was in another chat, and there was another company I can't remember their name, but they were even talking about it, and they were saying that it's like, <clears throat> you know, they're basically they have Web three, you know ways of showcasing their projects but they also do it on web 2.5 or 2 you know because it's like you need that accessibility at the end of the day right so it's like you know especially for a community so yeah it's it's uh yeah it's just good to see that you're thinking you know thinking about everything right yeah yeah as much as we want to immerse fully into the world of just like web 3 we understand that there needs to be a balance and that balance is necessary for the proper adoption um like I'm not too sure if we mentioned on kind of like the the buffer mechanics of kind of like everything with our play and earn features, but um, it, it we find it's very important that you don't go full blown Web three quite yet. As much as like we're heading in that direction, it's good to offer people both both. You want to be able to like let people do what they're familiar with, as Norris had mentioned before, but you also want to constantly be able to innovate and just kind of stay within industry trends and like just the whole web three gaming world as a whole. You just want to be able to be on page with all of that. Nice. Nice. Well, shoot, we've got, we've breezed through like 50 minutes there. Or so, so um, <clears throat> I know Howlin Husky's already up here. Uh, he hasn't said anything. I, I actually know you're in recovery mode actually, I think too, but obviously um, uh, so get well soon, I should say. Um, but as well, uh, um, if you have any questions, feel free, but I was going to say if anyone else from the crowd wants to come up and uh, you know, ask any questions or anything, we got a few minutes left here to, chat away and then we'll probably uh you know figure out what's going on <laughs> probably head out after that but yeah um so yeah i don't know husky if you have anything to say or if not before i forget uh 
We are planning a gameathon close to IDO date. Uh, we will be hosting it on Twitch. So we'll probably crowdsource the games that people want to see us play uh, or want to play. We want to have, have this like large community event of just gaming, right? We're going to stream everything on Twitch, whether it's like Super Smash Bros, uh, Super Mario Party, FIFA, you know, Call of Duty. Bro, if you need a commentator, I'm down. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was mentioning it. If you, if we, when we set a day, I'm going to let you know. So we kind of want everyone in the community to be involved. Uh, we feel like it's like, it just makes sense, you know, with IDO day, let's just have this large gaming party. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you want to commentate or if you want to get your, you know, you want to get beat up in FIFA, let me know. I, I'll give you my gamer tag. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't claim I don't claim to be good at I've I'm one of those people that I uh I I rock like squad battles on legendary until I get like team of the season and then I'm like, all right, now I feel confident. <laughs> like like this year I got lucky. I literally like and of course I got lucky because EA is absolutely garbage at making video games. And I fucking I literally like hopped on the game for the first time in like three months and opened up like a, a regular gold pack and i packed uh, the fucking what's his name even like uh i don't know he's Dele something but he's some like ghanaian you know retired player and i look him up and he his last card sold when it dropped for like 1.5 million and i'm like nice. oh, what i'm like oh yeah oh yeah and i go go to the marketplace go to sell them and it's like max max bid i could sell it for was 150k and i'm like well, that's not right what's going on here his shittier card is selling for like 900k and i look and they're like, fuck it. I, the card wasn't even supposed to be released until three days later. I'm like, wait, what? How do I have this card right now? And I'm like, oh, all right, man. EA waited three days and sold it. Made like a, like 1.7 million or something like that. And I was like, this is the most money I've ever had. I was like, yes. And now I have a crazy team and I've been slapping kids. And, and it's funny because <laughs> I'm, I'm in like division 10 and I shouldn't be, but, but yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty fun you got luck of the pack I, man yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I play uh mlb the show quite often like it's the most fun sport game i've had in a long time um but i had to turn on dynamic difficulty because i was getting fucked up man like it was ridiculous like one second you'd hit a home run and then the next at bat it would say difficulty increased and then the pitcher's throwing no hitters for the rest of the game it's insane <laughs> so i play on the easiest difficulty possible win as much as i can and i just enjoy the game that way i i don't i don't venture past uh intermediate difficulty anymore yeah e e the ea tilt is real it's like there's there's oh, been absolutely. there's been plenty of posts about it now and their algorithms and all that shit and it's like it's that thing on you know fifa is the same you have literally the craziest team your whole team is above 90 overall and all of a sudden you're on squad battles and you're like oh this guy's team is like 60 overall they're all bronzes i'm gonna crank it up to the highest difficulty and next thing you know these literal like shit players are outrunning your 90s they're like pinning one hitters from halfway across the field and it's like no and you just rage quit want to throw a fight you know yeah yeah, so yeah, no, this game's ridiculous. Man. That's why I'm <laughs> in FIFA. Yeah, 
Kids got too yeah. good, man. Kids got too good. I used to be able to hold my own. Nowadays, I, I everyone's got these ninety-five plus rated squads, and they know every trick in the book. They're doing rabonas and rainbow flicks over my head. I yeah, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny though too because it's 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 a meta. Like you had mentioned earlier, you know, it's yeah. like. FIFA, like what's good in 22 or whatever, 21, whatever the hell it is, whatever number we're on. Um, it is completely different than last year's game. You know, it's like last year's game. You want it all pace this year. You want like all pace, but you need agility and balance and like, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, so you just find these ridiculous players that everyone buys and it's just because they break the game, you know? And it's like, sometimes you'll get, like a 98 of a player, but his 96 is still better than the 98, yeah. you know? And it's like, how is that possible? You know, right. <laughs> and that goes back to the whole like balancing aspect. You have a literally billion dollar studio and they can't even get the balancing aspect. Right. <laughs> it's such a hard, like all task to do. Everyone just chases the meta, whatever, you know, the largest YouTube influencers are posting on their page. People are going to follow them. People flock towards any little thing that'll give them the slightest advantage, you know, whether it's FIFA, whether it's Diablo, whether it's World of Warcraft. Uh, it's it's just the nature of gaming when you introduce those kinds of mechanics. So it's tough. It's tough yeah. to balance. Well, and for, you know, I guess, you know, quite a few of the games are doing it right now. And it's interesting. Like, do you think, you know, being, uh, you know, again, a game developer yourself, do you think it's kind of almost like these massive corporations almost killing themselves because they, you know, it's like EA, when you look at EA without NFL, MLB, now F1, like without these crazy deals, they haven't made a single fucking good game that's been successful <laughs> in years, you know? And so it's like, are they forced now to basically feed their infinite machine with greed and wealth? You know, like, I don't know. That's how I feel is I feel like they're yeah. almost fucked. Like they either go bankrupt or they have to do a pay to win model basically. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. I think that's just when you're a studio that large, obviously what matters is your bottom line, right? So you look at every single one of these games and the game modes that are churning out the most cash. And it's usually the pay-to-win models, whether it's Ultimate Team and FIFA or it's, you know, Warzone and Call of Duty. So the other game modes kind of go get left on the wayside because they really, really just like put all of their resources into the game modes that are going to make them the most money. Because at the end of the day, these are publicly traded companies. So they are kind of at the mercy of their shareholders and their boards to increase their bottom line. Right. So uh, that's why with fifa i mean i've been playing fifa since like fifa 06 you see the drop in quality of the game as soon as ultimate team was introduced and they realized how much money ultimate team is producing and another game that we haven't even mentioned which is like the highest grossing game of all time gta gta 5 online 
is a cash cow for Rockstar, right? You think that GTA 6 would not be out by now if GTA 5 Online wasn't making as much money as it is for them? A hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. At, at this rate, Red Dead, Red Dead 3 will probably come sooner. Oh, <laughs> I love it, right? I love Red Dead Redemption 2. I love that game. Uh, yeah, that's why like, I, I fully understand what you're saying about GTA as well, but I'm always just a sucker for their games too. Like They oh, actually man. do make good games, games, but yeah. Like, but then, you know, I fully understand that now GTA 5 is that. It's a money hole, and it's like, why, why, why release a new game when exactly. there's, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not probably like millions of, you know, concurrent players of that damn game ever, you know? So yeah, like they're, it's still doing well you know it's like you know you look at other companies like we mentioned blizzard earlier where all of a sudden they're like rehashing old versions of their game to get nostalgic you know it's like stuff like that where it's like no one plays the original game so why don't we just release the old game that people like better and you know it's just like what you know the thing is yeah with blizzard 2 is it's a lot of people don't realize that there was there was a separate chain of Blizzard called Blizzard North, which made a lot of like the iconic games that we all know today. And they were like a small headquarters based out of like somewhere in the Bay Area. And uh, ultimately, like Blizzard bought them out and then made like a lot of games that they are now. But a lot of Blizzard's big games that everyone's familiar with was independent game studios that Blizzard just threw money at. And then eventually they added their name to it. And, you know, Blizzard just had the money to do that. And they took the clout and everything, but that's kind of why it's so important for people to support independent game developers and especially more so on Steam as well. Because there's so many like talented devs out there that make proper games that people want to see and play. But these big companies like Blizzard and Rockstar and stuff, they make okay games at times, but for the most part, it's just a matter of making the investors happy and doing that. So support your independent game developers and uh yeah, that's all I had to say to that. I just I feel very strongly about Blizzard support indie gaming. Yeah, well, no, and it's funny it's, uh, that you mentioned the them buying up studios and and it's something that like I've always known. Well, not always, I should say, but the last like five ten years, it's when you're buying like games from like Ubisoft, right? It's like it's like well, yeah. what Ubisoft are you buying yeah, yeah, yeah. said game from? Is it like Ubisoft Montreal, Ubisoft Toronto, Ubisoft London, Ubisoft Germany? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's yeah, like exactly. well, you know, and then you can actually look into what that company has actually made and it's like okay they made these three games 10 years ago under this banner before ubisoft bought them right it's like you know so yeah it's like you get shit ubisoft games and really amazing ubisoft games someone who doesn't understand that will be like why is this hit or miss you know and it's like well because they're fucking different people making the game actually you know it's like yeah the studio behind every game is so important i mean you look at Rockstar, you know what Rockstar is going to deliver. You look at Santa Monica Studio, although they are like under the umbrella of Sony, they deliver quality games like God of War, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You look at Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog, like they they hold themselves to a higher standard when releasing games. Um, so it just uh, that that is something that is very very apparent in the world of gaming. Uh, and when you're really, really deep into the world of gaming, you pay attention to which studio and where they're located. <laughs> like you said, Cameron, before you buy a game, you know, because their track record speaks for itself. 
Like, you know what games you're going to get from these studios because you know what they emphasize. Is it a money grab or like, is it going to be riddled with microtransactions or is it going to be like a real immersive gaming experience that I've experienced in the past? Yeah, I remember I bought one game. I can't even remember what it was called now. And the game wasn't too bad, to be honest. Like, I, I, you know, I got my, you know, $60 worth out of it. I played it for a couple weeks or whatever. And, you know, it was buggy or buggier than shit. And I was like, what's going on here? But I remember I was playing it and my one buddy hopped into the chat and was like, oh, you, you bought that? And I was like, sure, why not? And he's like, well, did you look up the studio? And I was like, no, oh, why would I do that? <laughs> And he's like, oh, well, I looked up the studio and they actually like folded like a year before this and have now been like bought out. And this is the studio that now owns the game is just launching it to basically try and like recover the the purchase funds or whatever. And I was like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, so don't expect any updates. And I was like, oh, I was like, damn. And they literally like they didn't even release a patch you know what i mean it was like oh so yeah learned my lesson you know (laughs) yeah there's always those horror stories i mean there was i think patrick mentions it mentioned it in a few other calls no man's sky i don't know if anyone bought that on launch day but the studio behind it hello games is this small indie studio located in london and they were promising this like ever expansive sandbox style uh, space exploration game where everything is um, is it AI generated so there's like not a single planet uh, that is a, a replica of another so it's like wow you know they're promising this that's insane and then the game came out and it was the blandest game uh, the like variations in planets were like minimal it was so repetitive and redundant and they got eaten alive, eaten alive. Uh, but they continued to build on it because the studio behind it had a really good track record. You know, uh, they apparently they were forced to release it early, even though it wasn't fully completed. Um, uh, I think Sony was the one behind like the pressure to release it because it had been delayed multiple times already, and they were on time crunches. Uh, but yeah, the whole development story, like. A, horror story for the uh, initial launch of the game so the first year and a half they were just taking criticism left and right uh saying the game wasn't salvageable there was no way for it to like grow um but you download that game now it is full of side missions quests different biomes different planets uh night and day difference from the original launch because it's just a testament to the studio behind it and how much they really cared for the product and you know they could have easily just abandoned it and say hey we made our money off initial launch let's go take this money and put it into a different game but no they stood by uh their um i'm blanking on the word but uh like they they were known for quality games and they wanted to uphold that standard, right? So five years removed now, it's a, one of the highest rated games, I think, on Steam and it's won awards, you know. So yeah, like I, like you said, like we've said, it's just a testament to like the studios behind the games, you know. Uh 
and hopefully arcade studios one of those like that's what we're going for right we want to build a really really uh fun experience for everyone that's why we are arcade.fun uh, we want to like continue to build 5 10 15 plus years from now um we have a very long term vision uh, and that's what we want to model after those kinds of studios, you know, like, yeah, maybe every now and then an initial release on the arcade isn't going to be perfect. You know, we'd love for every single game we release to be perfect off the get go, but we know there are going to be hiccups. Uh, and we know that like, we're going to put our heads down and, um, make things right. If that does come to be the case, uh, so yeah, that was kind of like a long-winded rant. I just kind of like wanted to reel it back in because I just realized we just went on like a probably twenty-minute rant of <laughs> gaming studios. No, that's good, man. Yeah, yeah that's what we're here to chat about, you know. But no, it's one of those things where like I kind of got to see, you know, what you were talking about as well, just about supporting independent you know independent people and independent companies and game developers that like i got to see it myself with my brief you know step into competitive gameplay like most of the time i was just a casual gamer my whole life but i got into lawbreakers which was uh cliff blazinski's like personal project that he tried to launch and to long story short that it was very interesting seeing the, uh, you know, hopeful rise and like meteoric fall of not only that game, but the studio behind it. And a lot of it was like, I remember No Man's Sky and when it dropped and I remember people bought like the craziest computers and everything just to play No Man's Sky. And No Man's yeah. Sky was like, I remember people being like, yeah, it's fucking awesome if you like to uh, like fly to a planet and land and then like fucking leave and fly to another planet and then fucking land (laughs) yeah it's awesome i'm like oh you sound upset i was in line at gamestop to get no man's sky i was i experienced it firsthand you know yeah but yeah but anyways so it was interesting either way just seeing you know not only what happened you know to the game but like you know going to twitch streams and like and like i was a streamer of this game i loved the game i wanted to see it succeed well if they if people didn't like the game they were literally like a bot like you could tell they were bots there were people that would hop in the chats and just start flaming like cliff and like the developers and you're like why are you going into someone's twitch stream and just fucking fire sailing the like people behind the game when it's like just chill and watch a stream you know it was like there was just so so many weird things and then they were forced to make a move as far as like go with sony or go with xbox and he had to pay his people so he went with sony because they have gave him a good deal and wanted to give it to him and that was it so he had a bunch of people that he had to pay he made that deal well guess what it ended up being probably the worst decision he could have made because all of his quote-unquote fanboys were all from microsoft and xbox games and his background right and they completely ignored the fact that he made one of the craziest, you know, like, I mean, gear, it's uh, Gears of War, right? I think, or what am I trying to say right now? Pretty sure he was behind Gears of War or whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah, Gears of War is the game I'm thinking of. But anyways, he was like, you know, one of the people that created that, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, he was like an Unreal Tournament guy and shit, right? So some of the craziest PvP shooter games to date, he was a part of. But everybody ignored that the second he went with Sony. And it became like, I don't care about you. I don't care about your history. I don't care about your games. Because you said no Xbox. Bro, <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, it's so like, real. It's crazy, you know? It's like, so I, I either, I just commend you guys for wanting to get into the gaming industry, you know, and <laughs> wanting to take these steps, you know? Because, yeah. yeah. It's very tribalistic when it comes to PlayStation versus Sony. Dude, if I tell some of my PC friends from like my like some of the gamer forums and things that I'm on that I have an iPhone or I do work on a MacBook, I'll get flamed out of the chat. Like I'm like, <laughs> okay, this is this is yeah, insanity. That like, brand loyalty, yeah, that brand it's, loyalty it's runs deep. <laughs> then they'll start telling me about all the things that they're that their uh android does i'm like bro i i really don't care man like if i can turn the keyboard red i support everyone as long as you like your phone like what's this have to do with the game but they they live on that hill they will die on it too they're like it's all or nothing like if you even leave an ecosystem they're done with you yeah that's hilarious uh gears of war was a great game though i think it was xbox exclusive though because i remember all of my friends growing up would play it and invite me to play and i had a playstation so i couldn't same with come on bro. You, you can yeah. get the free ps3 wi-fi man free play to play if you had wi-fi that's why everyone loved ps3 back in the day yeah. until <laughs> until <laughs> no i always i always remember that too because i was i was an xbox guy right but it was funny because you had those games like i grew up playing halo and i was more than happy playing halo you know what i mean but it's yeah. even like i like racing games too and there's that divide it's like you're either forza or you're gran turismo and that's yeah. like it, it, it you know <laughs> it's like no 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 like i hop on the gran turismo and i'm like yeah i don't like this game i hop on the forza and i'm like oh, this feels familiar like it's even <laughs> Yeah. like placeboed into my mind yeah, that familiar. like I, you know it's like yep i feel you i feel you i mean yeah just like down to like how the controller feels right it's all that familiar air familiarity aspect of everything like i i prefer a playstation controller i'm sure you prefer an xbox controller because that's what you grew up with i grew up with playstation controller you know um but nowadays it's like it's kind of become obsolete because every single game it has introduced crossplay right so doesn't matter what game you're playing you can play with friends online if they're on a different console yeah man all right well i guess that's yeah we've been chatting about random stuff now Dude, but i've been um, talking yeah. about gaming forever yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well i guess it's not random it's it's pertaining yeah. to the, the topic yeah. but yeah no um i actually was gonna say i don't know if you guys want to just finish off with anything that you want to say any last bit of uh you know how do people take part uh where to follow you guys and where to look for updates on uh on the ido coming up and and i guess the gameathon and such too yeah yeah okay so gameathon uh i'm still ironing out all the details it will be on twitch uh and we will crowdsource the games everyone wants to play or see us play um so just look out for an announcement on that closer to ido for all ido details we just released our fact uh it's pinned to the tweet there it answers a lot of uh, the community's questions and if you want updates head over to our discord we have the announcements channel 
we also have our Twitter here. We announce uh, a lot of the same things we announce in Discord. And then we also have our Telegram, which we recently opened a couple of weeks ago as well. So those are our three main uh, social channels. Uh, other than that, just be on the lookout for, you know, more giveaways closer to IDO, more whitelist giveaways, uh, arcade giveaways. We are going to be ramping up our marketing even more. We're going to host more spaces closer to IDO as well. So look out for those next week. So if anyone has any questions or thinks of a question uh, within the next couple of days here, uh, just message us in Discord or just, you know, save it for a space next week. Um, other than that, thank you yeah. for the time, Cameron. Yeah, and just to add to that, thank you for the time. Um, we're always around in Telegram, Discord, uh, Twitter. Anything you tag us in that we're on, we'll, we'll get back to you. So yeah, just any questions. If you want to ch chat about games, chat about utility, chat about a project you have, anything, um, we're always around. We love talking games. We love talking NFTs. We love talking Web3. So just, uh, you know where to find us at. Like I said, Telegram, Discord, blah, blah, blah. Uh, thank you again for your time, Cameron. It's been a blast, man. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Thanks. Uh, thanks for considering me for it again. I'm always down to do them with you guys. And then oh, as well, yeah. you guys... You guys have a space, one, man. You guys have a space tomorrow, right? Or uh, no? No. Oh, we have a Katie Lounge episode dropping. The Katie Lounge. So that's YouTube. Yeah, you, yeah, on YouTube. YouTube's. Yeah, okay, on cool. YouTube's. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. So. That. Yeah. All right. So yeah, they'll have another uh, another meeting there with Katie Lounge, which is from Katie Launch. So where they're launching with their IDO. So I'm assuming that'll be a great place for people to get info on the IDO and many other things. Um. So yeah, anyways, I'm actually going to grab some food here and some lunch and all that fun stuff. So yeah. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you guys later, though. And thanks again for yourselves for coming by. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, hope everyone uh, enjoyed it and everyone have a great day. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Project Highlight, Cadena Bulls Arcade, hosted by Cameron Bright. Recorded on Friday, August 19th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions. Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing. All aggressive, insane from all directions. Smoke rolls in when I start a session. Plank canvas, plays up the handlers. Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck. Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush. Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers. Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse. But in the universe, I'm just writing some words. Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs. Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern For certain, got the taxes included Acting like a writer, never felt secluded Shit and line them up. Just another fixed game of try my luck. Go lighten up, dog. It could always be worse. Unless you're in the back of a hearse, then you're dead or put it in new speakers. It's a toss up, driver or just tweakers. Don't stress, yo. I've done the research.
research Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs It's a remake Off the cutting floor we take a little bit of poison And put it in the cheesecake Tastes great, less filling Less stress, more killing As he blew the cornerstone out the building And the blocks came tumbling down all humble Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle Rebuttal? I should be taking off in the shuttle Getting high in space with the Hubble Spaces.